All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. This is this week's episode of the Wealthy Sports Lounge. I am uh, joined via Zoom by my co-host, Tyler. How you doing, man? We are back. I'm good uh, now that Verizon decided to uh, get off its period and um, have my messages come through again. That's That's been really helpful. <laughs> that was so um, funny. That was so funny. <laughs> you were in Lambo all weekend and some like there must be something in the water up there. You know, Wisconsin didn't like your phone too much or something. And I texted you a few times and got nothing back. I was like, man, Tyler's pissy for some reason. You just ghosted me. And then I sent you something yesterday and you're like, um, I just had like a batch of text messages come through. <laughs> so We didn't win by enough. I think, you know, it's probably all the Wisconsin cheese. Not only was I constipated, but also my uh, um, flow of messages. So That's um, <laughs> glad to be back. So do apologize for the show being a little bit behind this week, but uh, glad you're here and glad we can get this going. All right, man. Well, let's get right to it. So we have uh, put one of my favorite segments that we do every week. Uh, we've put it off so far this year, mostly because um, especially the first couple of weeks of the season, you know, betting games against the spread. Um, first week is like a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know what you're going to get week one, week two, a little bit of the same. Um, so we're going to get right into it. Week three. Um, and I have five games that I absolutely love. Tyler was looking through it and he's like, man, I don't really like anything this week. And I was like, well, <laughs> I've got one right now. I did put a little scratch on the the uh, Steelers plus four tonight at the Browns. Right now it's the third mm-hmm. quarter, uh, about nine minutes left, and the Steelers are up 14-13. So I'm, I'm liking where I'm sitting on that one. Um, but I got a mortgage game right off the bat for you brought to you by actually I'm I'm actually at like a legit like credit union now so I don't think I could say this mortgage game brought to you by <laughs> such and such credit union. I don't think I can do that I have to check with compliance um give me the lions plus six I, I was I was looking at that one I figured that would be the one that's the one right off the bat man the mm-hmm. lions um are like six and oh against the spread their last six and yeah. um and something like nine and zero against the spread, their last nine road games, or something, something along those lines. Um, they're they're going to be the 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 Vikings got their asses beat uh, on Monday Night Football. Kirk Cousins did Kirk Cousins things, and um, this Lions. Now I will say there caveat to this: um, keep an eye keep an eye on the injury report because there are some pretty significant um, guys that are questionable for the lions this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, um, Swift, another one as well. Uh, if those guys aren't going, maybe back off of this one. But um, right now I like the lions plus six. What's your next one? Um, I, I concur. I, I think that is uh, uh, a home run pick this week and we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. Um, the, the next one I have um Right, right in your neck of the woods there. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, favored by 5.5 over the Indianapolis Colts. Um, not a whole lot of reasoning behind this. Uh, the, the the Colts look like absolute dog shit. <laughs> um, you know, and, and maybe part of that's recency bias. Um, but when you get blown out 24 nothing against the Jags, uh, a completely inept team um, last year, you go down there with a new quarterback, a good defense, uh, weapons on offense. I know they were down a little bit in, uh, along the receiver court, but you can't get blown off the field uh, against Jacksonville. Um, I, I, I understand it's a divisional game, but Kansas City has looked really good against a lot, so two very good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that should be a blowout. Yeah, for sure. And you give Andy Reid a couple of extra days to prep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd lay I'd lay the five and a half as well. That was actually my next pick as well. So we're we're two for three on our our first three picks of the week. Um, next one I really like. Uh, give me the give me I'll I'll lay two and a half points with the Ravens going up to New England. Like I don't understand this line at all. Like that that just does not make sense to me. I think the 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 lore of Bill Belichick is 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 overrated here. Um, they barely just squeaked out a win last week over Pittsburgh, um, and the 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 Ravens, you know, completely choked away a win against Miami at home mm. last weekend. Um, they're going to come out firing on, on all cylinders. Lamar put up ridiculous numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, look, look for the Ravens to, to absolutely stomp on the Patriots, uh, a high scoring game, but give me the Ravens probably like 30, 31, 21 easy. I like it. Uh, my next one, I, nothing again, too crazy here. I don't see any games that, I, I love any of the dogs this week. Um, we'll talk about one maybe here in a minute, but um, give me Philly uh, favorite six and a half over Washington. Mm. Uh, we've talked about it. Philly, Philly looks good. Jalen Hurts looks otherworldly so far this year. Um, and on both sides of the balls, they're, they're excellent. Um, you know, again, it was, was against Kirk cousins. Who's absolutely awful in primetime games, but that game wasn't even close. Uh, defensively, they look great. Offensively, they've got weapons everywhere. Um, and Washington is uh, headed by Carson Wentz. So, yeah. <laughs> excuse me if I'm not too uh, uh, confident in Washington getting it done. Uh, I think Philly wins this pretty convincingly. I agree. That's 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 probably a good pick as well. Um, Packers Bucks. I'm staying the mm-hmm. hell away from that game. Mm-hmm. No idea what's going on with that. Yeah, uh, as it as it appears, it looks like the entire uh, receiving core for both teams is going to sit this game out. So it's going to be a drag them out defensive game, Good old fashioned slop or knocker. Over under being forty two with a game under. with Aaron Rodgers and <laughs> and Tom Brady. Forty two. That is mm-hmm. so low. Mm-hmm. Like that's I w- I that's be- like a that's like an old school like Baltimore Pittsburgh game. With two of the highest fluting quarterbacks in the league today, that's bizarre. I'd still be tempted to hammer the over on that. I think that number's too low. Um, here's my dog that I like this week. I'm, I'm I've got two big dogs this week. Uh, give me Jacksonville seven point dogs going to Los Angeles this mm-hmm. week. Um, I'm just there's based on what I know and what I've heard about. Justin Herbert. Yeah, he's a dog and he was able to play through that rib injury in Kansas mm-hmm. City and make some incredible throws down the stretch. But that's purely on adrenaline. Having sat on those on that rib injury, I don't care if it's just badly bruised ribs. Mm-hmm. Based on what I saw, it would shock me if he doesn't at least have like a fracture or some torn cartilage or something going yep. on with those ribs. I don't think he's going to be 100% even if he does play his play. Um, Jacksonville keeps this game close. Um, Chargers probably still pull out a win, but um, Jacksonville covers. I'd probably uh, uh, say Chargers win, Jacksonville covers 24-23, something like that. I like it. Yeah, that, that one's a tough one for me. With with Herbert at full health, um, you know, that Chiefs game was not 
not close on, yep. uh, you know, I think it was very clear that the chargers were the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately they had some gross mismanagement of a few different plays. And of course the injury to Herbert didn't help. Yep. Um, they're really good, but if that's serious injury, it sounds like it was fractured cartilage. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's going to be a rough couple weeks if they don't just straight up sit them this week. So I think that's a very safe game to, to take the dog on this week. Yeah. And um, if you're the chargers coaching staff, uh, do you look forward on this game? Do you say, well, we've got Jacksonville coming to town. Do we, uh, do we, do we sit him down for a week? I don't think they do, but I think it's an interesting thought experiment that maybe yeah. that would be the right thing to do and let chase Daniel and your running game, uh, try to manage that. Yeah. Um, and, and give Herbie some, uh, some much needed time off after that. I, I think that if there's a team you're going to do it against, it's probably, Jacksonville would be, be a yeah. good one. I, I I would have to think that you're confident enough with the rest of your roster that they can keep it close and hopefully you got to win against them. And I, I would, you know, the, the fantasy owner here says, please God start Herbert, but mm-hmm. <laughs> the GM says, give him some rest, give him a week off and, yeah, and see absolutely. where he gets. Yeah. Uh, my, my only other dog this week, um, New York jets plus six, Against Cincinnati Bengals, mm. Joe at Flacco home. Six point is dogs at feeling home. himself. He is. He is feeling himself. Hey, who would have thought? Come this year. Now, now one of these, your boy here. Who 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 did I say my my dark horse MVP candidate was going to be this year? Joe Flacco. Remember, it was not Joe Flacco. <laughs> Mister Tua Tunga Vailoa uh, is is currently leading the NFL. Mm-hmm. In passing yards, next up Carson Wentz, and third anybody. I, I don't think anybody had this on their bingo card, but Joe Flacco. Uh, what what a what a weird year! I don't. I wouldn't think that any of those three would have been in anybody's top three passing yards through two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but Flacco is feeling himself. Garrett Wilson is coming out. He's a bona fide superstar. Um, and the Bengals. I don't know what on God's green earth is going on. In Cincinnati, Zach Taylor is a dog shit coach. I know they're coming off of the Super Bowl win. Hey, hold on one second. Yeah. Hold on one sec.
All right, we're good. All right. Chloe, Chloe called me. She's had Bible study tonight at our neighbor's house across the street. Mm-hmm. And I I texted her. I was like, hey, I'm on a pod. What's up? And she's like, I'm walking home and there's a sketchy guy that I'm about to walk by. And so I, oh, I ran upstairs. Just, That's a good call. No, it's all good. It was, but okay. Uh, what were we talking about? We'll hop back in. So I'll, I'll start from three, two, one. Yeah. I don't know what on God's green earth is going on in Cincinnati, but Zach Taylor um, is is in trouble there. And I, I'd be shocked if he's not on the, the extremely, extremely hot seat right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you spent all this money in free agency to bring in three of your five uh, replacements along that O-line. And mm-hmm. somehow Joe Burrow is on pace to be sacked 111 times so far this year. I don't get now, it. Not all of this is is... On mm-hmm. on the Bengals and the coaching coaching staff, but come on, man! Like uh, that that's just completely unreasonable. And uh, there were multiple plays last week playing against Cowboys, and, and I understand how good Michael Parsons is, but they just straight up didn't block him. Yeah, and they they let him run free on on your franchise quarterback. Joe Burrow is going to end up taking the uh, uh, Andrew Luck route uh, yeah. if if they're not careful. I understand they brought it. They spent all this money to try to address it, but you as the head coach should have this figured out. And and the Jets have a good pass rush, so they're going to be in the backfield a lot. Um, I I do think Cincinnati finally gets a win this year, but um, it is it is not going to be an easy game by any means. Yeah. I would take take the Jets on the spread. The Detroit Lions with a better record than the uh, defending AFC champs. That's mm-hmm. very interesting. Speaking of which, let's get into the NFC North. Let's talk some let's Lions. Talk about it. Lions one and one coming off a big win against the Commanders. Mm -hmm. Um, They're the show here. Yeah, we picked it. (laughs) The the Lions. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this real quick. Lions averaging 35 ish points a game. They are double anyone else in the NFC North right now. Very good. I think they're they're third in the league if I'm not mistaken in points per game right now. Mm -hmm. So Lions also, you know. Defense can be a concern, and I and I can see that the first game of the year playing against a very um a very tough matchup and Philly's gonna create some problems. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna talk about them at some point. We might not get to them today because we're crunched on time. But the Philadelphia Eagles are gonna be a problem, mm-hmm. and the Lions played them really tough. And if they can get a stop on fourth down, God only knows what mm-hmm. happens there. Okay, and then they come out and you know defense led the charge, getting him giving him a safety in the first half, getting him really good field position. Um, and talk about Malcolm Rodriguez. We mentioned him mm-hmm. quite a bit during the preseason with him being the featured guy in the Hard Knock series, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a sixth rounder out of Oklahoma State has been one of the highest rated rookie linebackers in football this year. Yep. And quite frankly, one of the highest rated defenders according to PFF mm-hmm. uh, against the run in the NFL. So, they found a absolute gem, which is something we have not seen from the Lions. Lions yep. haven't drafted well. Um they haven't hit on their um on their high drive draft picks mm-hmm. and much less um you know, some of the guys later on in the draft um, Okuda playing some good ball. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that we were looking for. Um, 
he, you know, at, he was going to, he was coming into the season. Uh, if you asked me um, six weeks ago, what I thought of Okuda, I would say um, he, he has bust written all over him and he yep. has turned it around. Yep. Um, so I, I really like what I see out of the lions right now. Um, and like we mentioned one in, uh, when we were breaking down the NFC, the, the NFC North at the beginning of the season, the Lions have a really soft schedule up until like week nine when they yep. play the Packers. So there, there are a handful of built-in wins here. If they can just handle their business, mm-hmm. they're going to be a they're going to walk into meaningful football after Thanksgiving with a a, a record north of five hundred. Yep. And in the weaker NFC, that's good enough for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So, um. As long as the Lions don't do Lion things, I'm actually very excited to see what happens. We could have um, the Lions' first playoff berth since 2013, 2014 yep. on our hands. Yep. Um, in Dan Campbell's second season, they could go from 3-13 and 13 to a playoff contender one year. So the show talked about it, and, and I think that's, uh, you know, not... It's not too early to start drinking the Kool-Aid. You know, you look at what what they've accomplished. Aiden Hutchinson would set up uh Lions franchise record with three sacks. Uh the O-line is is the top uh PFF graded. And I know we shit on PFF a lot, uh, especially when you consider what they've graded these quarterbacks. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's real clickbaity, but uh one of the top offensive line units, even even though they're beat up, DeAndre Swift has been an absolute monster so mm-hmm. far. And then Amon Ross St. Brown setting all kinds of uh, of records. Um, he could shatter another one next next week. I think it's uh, uh, most consecutive games with six six plus catches. Um, so he's he's on a on an absolute tear. And I think uh, it was great. Dy- Dynami Brown, who was drafted before him in the draft last year, he went full scorched earth on him. He said, <laughs> you know, with, with his six catches, 118 yards, he's like, oh yeah, that, that guy drafted. Before me, I didn't see a uh, didn't see him see out there enough. a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> had a whopping zero catches, zero yards mm-hmm. uh, on the day. So they've got their swagger. And, and um, what I will say is they they obviously played. Um, you know, it, it's it's the Commanders, but you got to win the games that you're supposed to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and they played the uh, uh, Eagles a hell of a lot better than the Vikings did. So speaking mm-hmm. of the Vikings, yep. Um, I know uh, Kirk Cousins and uh, primetime games don't exactly go hand in hand. He's got mm-hmm. two wins and both being against Chicago and primetime lost to every other team. Is that more indicative of the true Vikings that uh, that we see? Or uh, was that more of an apparition after their uh, week one dominant win over the Packers? I'm going to give credit to Philly on this one. Um, yeah, Kirk Cousins definitely with some boneheaded plays down the stretch. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, they were in that game. The score, I don't think, is really indicative of, you know, how competitive that game was. But uh, I'll give credit to Philly. I think they their defense shut him down. Darius Slay, um, another indictment on the Matt Patricia era. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lions Twitter was all up in arms on Monday night watching, you know, their former guy that they traded away for a sack of peanuts um, go out, have a couple picks and just, you know, dominate the Vikings defense mm-hmm. and they're like, Hey, we're old enough to remember that he was good when he played for the lions too. And Matt Patricia didn't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that the Vikings are a better team than what we saw on Monday night. Um, but going forward, I, 
not how much better. I'm I'm not quite sure. It's <laughs> it's bizarre because they come out and dominate the Patrick the 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 Packers, and then they go to Philly and they get dominated by the I. I don't think you can you can really write their future based on either of their those two games. I think they're where they really sit is probably somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Joe Barry, take notes. Uh, that's that's how you game plan and shut you know take away the other team's best player, especially when you have the players capable of doing that. So um, pay attention, please. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I definitely think you're right. I think they're in the middle. I think. Uh, you know, I think we predicted, I think we both comfortably put them, you know, no worse than third in the division. Um, they're certainly better than the bears. Are they better than the lions? Who's to say, um, we'll see. you know, I, I think the lions certainly have been, um, better of the two so far this year. Um, lions actually, um, quick note on them they're they've got 15 consecutive quarters, which leads the NFL, uh, with, with touchdowns. Uh, so they can move the ball on, on anybody. The Vikings mm-hmm. obviously can't, we saw the Packers can't, um, you know, they're going to have to rely a lot more on their defense. Um, say that stat one more time. Cause I don't think people that registered mm-hmm. with people. Yeah. So they've, uh, there's been at least one lions touchdown in 15 consecutive quarters dating back to last season. So That's longest incredible. active streak in the NFL right now. So, um, you know, that, that correlates, I, it was, it was sooner than that, but since Dan Campbell's been, been calling the offensive plays, they've, they've, they've been moving everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, again, I, I think they're more in the middle. Um, Kit, hold on one second. I have to address this real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Can we talk about the stones on Dan Campbell? Because <laughs> he did something that's unprecedented by firing his offensive co- coordinator mid season, his first season. Mm-hmm. Most Anthony guys Lynn. would would ride it out, and because Glenn was a pretty good coordinator, um, for prior to prior to this, like he he got the head coaching job with the Chargers, and he really got fired because of his game management, not necessarily yep. because of his game plan. So I thought it was a common sense thing bringing him in to run the offense. Like that made sense to me. Okay. He was a good coordinator, not a great head coach. Just have him run the offense. Mm -hmm. And about halfway through the season, it wasn't working. And Dan Campbell's like, we're we're not going to just ride this out to the end of the season and hope for the best. Like you're done now. And Mm -hmm. I've seen everything I need to see. He's taken it over. And to, to his credit, ever since he did that, Jared Goff has been a completely different human being. Mm-hmm. So, that's... I'll, I'll, I'll before we we talk Packers Bears really quick here and finish up on that note with the NFC North. Um, what what's what would you say the worst case scenario is for the Lions? Um, they get to the playoffs and do they hand uh, Goff a, a nice fat stack of cash and an extension, or um, do you think that's that's the best case for them is to have a shitty end of the season. So they move off of golf and uh, build for their future. It's a great question. I don't know. I, I <laughs> honest to God, I don't know. If they because... make the playoffs this year. Do you, do you sign them to a, a three, four year extension with that's very incentive laden and, and that they can get out of it anytime? Or do you, you, you throw all your eggs in a basket and hope Lamar Jackson doesn't get franchised. I don't think you pay him like a Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. If he can take it, if if you can negotiate a deal with him to to keep it somewhat cap friendly, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a cash versus cap 
type deal where where you give them a bunch you front load it with a bunch of guaranteed money and mm-hmm. um you know and kick the can down the road as far as you know the salary cap hits and you could bring in a piece or two mm-hmm. i don't have a problem with that i think he's proven that he is beyond a serviceable quarterback in this league mm-hmm. um you know he he's a he's a captain he's a leader he has all of those things but he's like i i i I don't I, I would like to see him perform well in a like a meaningful game, like yeah. either a rivalry game, game with something on the line. But the dude's been to a Super Bowl. Like he's mm-hmm. he's had those playoff those special playoff moments. So I wouldn't mind keeping him around. But because you who you get like the Lions aren't gonna be picking for in the top ten in the draft yep. this year, I don't think. Um so do you want to sacrifice a bunch of draft capital to go to go up and get a guy? Mm-hmm. Um, are there is there going to be a better free agent option to bring in at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. So my thought process is, is unless you're going to go after like a Lamar Jackson, keep him around. Like, yeah. I think that the continuity at this point is more important than the turmoil of potentially bringing in a guy with a big question mark stamped yep. to his forehead. So I'll go with that. I think that's going to be the scary part. Are you going to end up in a Kirk Cousins situation where you're just good enough to make the playoffs, but never good enough to be in a competitive position to get a, uh, you know, your future, future of the franchise. Mm -hmm. And, and of course I know Lamar has already come out and said, I'm not playing on the franchise. He obviously didn't get the extension and he did mention uh, the dolphins, the Eagles and uh, the lions as his preferred teams. Two of those teams have, probably locked up their quarterback for quite some time, obviously Mm -hmm. depending on how Tua finishes out the year, Um, but he's off to a good start. So why would the, why would he say the lions? Good question. Don't know. I have no No, idea. Probably, probably Dan Campbell loves Dan Campbell. (laughs) He'd be be. a guy that I'd love to play for. So um, it'll be interesting, but uh, we'll see what happens. So yeah, to finish up with the North, we have Packers bears. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on that game? Anything stand out to you? Uh, same old, same old. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Yeah. Um, I don't. Isn't it know. bizarre? Justin Fields has. There's. Keep in mind, there's 32 NFL teams. He's currently 33rd in pass attempts for quarterbacks. <laughs> what do you make of that? I, I, I just. It's mind blowing to me. <laughs> um, I don't know what to. I don't know what to make of that. Other than the, the Bears, the the bears are going to be the worst team in the division Mm -hmm. and they're going to be one of the bottom dwellers in the league this year. Um, there's just too much, too much chaos in that team. They, they got very fortunate with the win against the 49ers in week one. Had Jimmy, by the way, let's talk about it real quick. I'm going to segue bizarre. I, I don't think I've ever said this about a team in the NFL. But the 49ers got better by having their starting quarterback go down. Absolutely. And it's not even close. They went from a team that was developing a young guy to a team that's now in win now mode. Mm -hmm. And I think that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch got bailed out by that kid breaking his ankle on Sunday afternoon. I, and, and that sounds really harsh, but let me break it down real quick. So, Trey Lance, the the up and coming superstar that they traded a ton of draft capital to go 
to go get in the first round mm-hmm. in the 2021 draft. So he sat the bench last year behind Jimmy G. Um, and all indications out of camp, out of preseason, was this kid ain't ready. So Jimmy mm-hmm. G started all last year. And going into this year, Jimmy G didn't, he wore street clothes to training camp every day. Like they were trying to trade that guy. They could not find a trade partner because they had no leverage because mm-hmm. everybody knew that they, you know, they weren't going to give up a lot of picks because they knew that the, the Niners needed to trade him. So the Niners after a while said, screw you guys. We're going to keep them on a one-year deal. And I'm going to make a prediction here that is going to surprise a lot of people. They're going to sign Jimmy G to an extension during the season this year. And they're mm-hmm. going to, and they're going to cut their losses and lick their wounds with Trey Lance. Trey Lance is going to be a backup Aaron Rodgers style. And they're going to move forward with Jimmy G. I like it. I like the boldness. That's my prediction. I uh, uh, I agree 100. percent I I think we both chose the under on on San Francisco this year. Obviously, that the assumption was that Trey Lance was going to play. Yeah, we talked about it all all preseason how bad he's he's looked. Um, and uh, had Jimmy G started Week One, there's the Bears would be owing to right now. Yep. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. When you have a team that again comes within a game of the Super Bowl, has a very good top to bottom roster, and you just blow all that up to to start developing your guy, this doesn't doesn't make sense to me. The guy's got to be pro ready um, if you're going to do that. You don't you don't take a roster that talented and not run it back <laughs> with the guy who's who's gotten you there before. Um, I don't know if I'll go that far. I, I, I do think I will say, I think that relationship has probably been, been burnt from, mm-hmm. from Jimmy G. I think this, this will obviously benefit him in the future. They're going to make the playoffs with Jimmy G at quarterback. He puts together a solid season here. He's probably going to sign a fat extension somewhere. Um, it'll probably be a, you know, three year deal with an out on it, but you know, he, he's going to have opportunities come next year. I know it's a loaded uh, draft class, but Jimmy G would be the perfect guy uh, to come in and do that. Uh, keep an eye on the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I think early indications is Matt Ryan is probably done. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jimmy G was, was linked there in the preseason. So I could see him going somewhere like Indian, you know, Indy taking another hope and a prayer that another aging vet's going to, going to take them to the promised land, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Anyway, back on the Packers Bears game. Yeah. Um, was not surprised whatsoever by the result of that. Um, had we been doing picks against the spread last week, mm-hmm. Packers were nine and a half point favorites, which is a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably would have taken the Packers just knowing that Rodgers owns the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, nothing. We're we're two for two on predicting Packers games this year because you are very bearish on the Packers week one against the Vikings. It's like, no pun they're going to drop this game. It's going to be ugly. And then week two, we talked last week and you're like, it, it's it's going to be, uh, it's not going to be competitive. It's going to be look like varsity versus JV. Mm-hmm. And for all intents and purposes, it was. Um, so again, like I don't want to get too, you know, bombastic with, my analysis of these two games because mm-hmm. they're pretty much par for the course. We we said this in the preseason that we won't really know what we have with this Packers team until they play Buffalo yep. at Buffalo. 
And based yep. on that game, I think we'll be able to make a fair assumption about what the rest of the season is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Is it going to look like them running away with the North like they have for the past five years? Or is it going to look like them squeaking away with the North and losing in the first round of the playoffs again? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so that's my expectations for the Packers. Um, now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. and I'll let you get into your breakdown of those games in a, in a second. But do you think that there is a dark horse team that could sneak in and take this division from the Packers. No, not the division. No, um, the, the only, uh, man, I, I love, you know, I, I want to be all in on this Kool-Aid here and, and mm-hmm. think that the lions have a shot, you know, to, and we talked about this based on their schedule. They, they could finish second in the division at least, yeah. uh, you know, should, should injuries continue to, to mount up for the, for the Packers. We'll get into that here in a moment, but, um, you know, there, there are some concerns just based on the tape that's out there so far. Um, the one, one thing I want to kind of point out, um, that bears offensive line is ass. I mm-hmm. mean, really, really bad. And they were getting blown back off the line. Now I know the game was kind of, they were kind of on, on cruise control in the second half, but I mean, we're, we're talking four or five yards before contact um, that David Montgomery was able to rip off. The safeties have not played well, Amos and and Savage. Uh, And and part of that's probably game plan, but that's, that's really concerning, especially a a defense that's viewed as a top three unit on paper, um, getting it taken to them by, by a really, really bottom five offensive line in the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's certainly concerning. Um, They're going to play a lot better quarterbacks. Uh, with with a lot better weapons. The one thing that I did love, I, I will shout this out. Um, you know, I love Jair Alexander. Darnell Mooney, uh, the number one receiver for the Bears, talked an awful lot of shit leading up to that that game um, and how, you know, based on the Jefferson game, he was going to light it up. Um, Jair allowed uh, one catch for negative four yards. What, what, a, what a stat line for Darnell Mooney. So don't run your mouth against him. But... Um, yeah, you know, and, and I think this this next game, um, we're sticking with the North here. Bears, we, we know they're the worst team in the division. We've we've talked about that from the beginning. So I want to quickly get into the the big marquee matchup this week, which is uh, Bucks Packers. Um, we watched Tom Brady have another absolute meltdown um, <laughs> this past week and actually get his uh, number one receiver suspended for a game. Um, but going to be an interesting game. I, I thought this would be a game that would uh, show a little bit of, of where each team is at, but we're in a situation where you're talking Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, who are not, uh, not in the top 10 right now in, in quarterback play and statistically uh, from a quarterback perspective, haven't been very great this season. Um, and both of them are probably looking at being without their top three receivers. So mm. this game is going to be really interesting going into the year. You, you got Evan suspended. You got Godwin out with a hamstring. You got Julio Jones, of course, already hurt. Um, so we're talking uh, Russell Gage, a free agent from the from the Atlanta Falcons, probably being the number one, and Cole Beasley, who just got signed off the street. Um, and then for the Packers, Christian Watson's probably trending to be out. He's got a hamstring issue. Sammy Watkins once again has a hamstring issue. Randall Cobb's sick. And then... Um, um, who's the, who's the other guy that's uh that's be, beat up? Oh, Lazard's got a got an ankle injury. Um, 
And then you're also talking that David Bakhtiari, although at practice today, we did get Elgin Jenkins back, which was huge for us this week. Mm-hmm. But we know that Bucks defense is no joke. Yeah. You know, so I'm looking at which team is going to be able to control the ball more. Uh, interesting matchup, to say the least. Where do, how do you see that game playing out? <laughs> right. One of those. Um, <laughs> I like the it, Packers. it is in Tampa. I like the Packers. Okay. Um, let me tell you why. I think the Packers have the best one-two punch running back combo mm. in the league, and both of those guys are healthy coming in this game. And let's look to see the Packers lean heavily on them. But one thing I would love to see more of, which I'm not a head coach in the NFL, so I'm not going to go too far and say that I think I know more than the coaching staff, the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. But what I would love to see would be some more looks with Aaron Dillon in the backfield, or excuse me, A.J. Dillon in the backfield, Mm -hmm. and Aaron Jones in the slot. Yeah, that's how... Yeah, or two back set with him motioning out in the flats. Um, Aaron Aaron Jones is one of the most dangerous receiving running backs in the Mm -hmm. league. He reminds me a lot of um, James White, Mm -hmm. the little scat back from the the Patriots for years. He was like my fantasy dark horse for Mm -hmm. years with the Patriots because he would always find a way to get open coming out of the backfield. And with all of the woes that the Packers have had at receiver this year mm-hmm. with all of the, because AJ Dillon's a monster. Like yep. he, he's Derek Henry light, like another Alabama running back. That is just an, he, he's out of Alabama, right? Boston no? college. He, well, he looks like an Alabama running back. The dude's a monster. Um, how did they, Anyway, he, he's he's got them thick thighs with two feet, two, two, two feet, two feet, two feet, <laughs> Mike Tyson feet. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, Quadzilla, 28 yeah. in the backfield. I mean, you remember when we were hating on the Packers for making that pick and, and what a stud he turned out to be. Yeah. Hindsight's 2020, but yeah, we were Sean Gary too. the Packers for a long time because of that. And they, they hit on that one. <laughs> yeah, well, I love how they're. And that's going to dictate a lot of how this game goes, um, how they've deployed them so far. Uh, they had a great play with with both of them lined up on either side of Rodgers that went for a touchdown uh, this year. It was uh, mm-hmm. it was a sweep to the right side behind Jenkins. It was awesome because AJ Dillon uh, absolutely annihilated Rokon Smith um, on a on a lead block uh, mm-hmm. that Aaron Jones took in for six. Um, and and that's that's how they've been using it. AJ Dillon's been the guy that's going to absolutely wear down the defense. And uh, Aaron Jones is averaging. A stupid, absurd 9.1 yards per carry so far this year after. And they've been keeping him fresh. AJ yeah. Dillon's just been pounding the rock. And then Jones has been lighting it up. Uh, he, he he was uh ground player of the week this 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 week. He absolutely uh annihilated the Bears, and we're, they're gonna need more of that this this week. It'll be interesting to see how the the Bucks play that. I'd be stacking the box all day if especially if they're out without their three. Oh, um, yeah. the one thing I will say is uh, the, the Packers have been much more effective running the ball so far this year. Fournette has not found his groove yet. Um, this this could end up being a really boring game and very likely could be like a, like a 14-10 game, um, which I never thought in my wild, wildest dreams we'd ever be discussing a game that's headlined by Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers uh, potentially scoring 
you know, combined 24 points, but um, two good defenses and uh, not a whole lot of firepower left on either side of the offensive uh, side of the ball for either team. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, but this, this is going to dictate um, likely who, who's going to finish first in the NFC, um, you know, health, health permitting, but um, it's probably going to be one of these two teams. Yeah, I agree. I, um, yeah, I like the Packers in this game. Not enough to put any actual money on this as no. far as betting is concerned. This is a stay the hell away game, but mm-hmm. so far I'm leaning Packers. So yeah, on the Bucks note, um, real quick, uh, based, based on how things have, have gone so far, I know it's, it's early, it's week two. Um, but you talk about all the injuries along the offensive line, injuries at receiver, the off field drama with Giselle living elsewhere for Tom coming back another year, another poor tablet that got smashed. Mm-hmm. I think it was wise for, for Tom Brady to unretire this year. No, no. I think you should have hung him up. Yeah. But I can, I'll be honest. I cannot stand the, the media circus that mm-hmm. revolves around when a player is past their prime and could potentially retire. The questions are nauseating. Like, when are you going to, like, the dude is playing NFL football at the age of 45. Instead of celebrating that, we're just going to sit here and berate him with questions about when are you going to stop doing the thing that you are (laughs) one of the best in the world at doing? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Can we can we have a press conference with Joe Biden and say like, hey, man, you're like 90 years old. When are you going to hang him up? Can we have that <laughs> press conference? Because I would love to see it. Same with any other like politician that's breathing dust at this point. Like, yep. it, I don't know. I, I didn't like it with um who's an who's a notable one that I Peyton Manning was one of them. Roethlisberger um, recently. Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. I, I just it. It's such a broken record conversation that I I don't know. I'm just not interested in in really yeah. diving into that. I'm 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 it'll you know who knows we Brett could be Favre, talking another the, one. Yeah. Well, the part of that was on him flip-flopping yeah. all the time, but yeah. what a piece of shit he's turned out to be. Yeah, anyways. Like- <laughs> st- stealing welfare money and doing it doing it very willingly. But I mean, what it's just like the bag. government, so whatever. Yeah, um, it's but, all it's all Fugazi anyway, right? It's yeah, not, it's not even real money. So you know, we we don't know. We could be talking, sitting here at the end of the the year, and they could be hosting another another Lombardi, and he rides off into the sunset. But based on how things have played out so far this year, um, you know, certainly we've we know they've had one hell of a. I mean, arguably the best supporting cast over the last few years. You know, they they surrounded him with everything and obviously he's maximized that but it's been been a bit jarring you know to see things start to hit the fan a bit and he i don't know if it's father time finally catching up and maybe that cliff has finally finally appeared and maybe he has regressed significantly um but it's it's looking like it's going to be a long season for Mm -hmm. uh for tom brady this year and you know not not all his fault by any stretch of the imagination um, you know, obviously I threw a fit with, with the Julio Jones thing for a minute, but went about as expected, made it all of one game before blowing out a hamstring. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be <laughs> a guy battle that needs him. to hang it up right there. <laughs> Unfortunately, an all another all time great that just 
Yeah. Uh, you know, especially at that age with, with hamstrings, man, those, those don't go away. And he's been battling that for a couple of years. And yeah, you know, a thing or two about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, and it sucked because last, last week or yeah, week one, he looked really good. Mm-hmm. He looked really good for all the three, three and a half quarters. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, unfortunately it's just, it's not going to get better. So mm-hmm. no, that's great, man. What else we got? Oh man, you know we threw this through the show a little uh, together a little bit late. Um, I, the only uh, I think let's let's wrap this up quick. I know we always do our dogs and donuts. I'll be honest, I didn't. There's a few that I could go on this. I think two is probably my my biggest dog. How could you not so far this week? Especially you know my my bold prediction at the beginning of the season. But um, I I think uh, let let's just let's end this show on so far this season. We're we're two weeks, two full weeks in, give me a, give me one player team that's impressed you the most. And uh, one team that surprised you and underwhelmed uh, drastically underwhelmed so far this year. Uh, I'm going to do two teams, Um, two teams that have wildly impressed me so Mm -hmm. far. Um, Then the New York football teams have impressed (laughs) me so far. Both. Both that's, that's that's bold cotton, especially coming from from Justin here, who has yeah. a vendetta against all things New York. Do not like New York sports teams whatsoever, <laughs> especially the Mets. The Mets have been a pain in the ass with the Braves this year because they're, mm-hmm. you know, I know you're not a baseball guy, but the Braves and the Mets have been playing playoff baseball since the beginning of September and the mm-hmm. playoffs don't start until October. So like they are there they have been within one game of each other for about a month now mm-hmm. and it's been incredibly exciting to watch um they're going to be they're probably both going to be 100 game winners this year and you're not a baseball guy so I'll give you some mm-hmm. context but um 100 game winner there's probably one to two teams per year that win 100 ball games if mm-hmm. that Okay, so it's not incredibly common. Um, and there will probably be three this year, I want to and four, maybe four this year. The Braves and the Mets will probably win 100. The Dodgers are already over 100. The Dodgers are stupid. And I think the mm-hmm. Yankees will probably get there as well because um, the Yankees are really good this year. Um, but that's three teams in the National League that are going to win 100. Mm-hmm. And it is in the the Braves and the and the Mets have been neck and neck in the NL East, and um, it's been a thorn in my side to watch. But has it been every game is a playoff game from mm-hmm. from the beginning of September, so it's been fun to watch. But it, did you know it was the first time that the Giants, excuse me, the the Jets, the Jaguars, and the Lions won a game on the same day since like two thousand six. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's crazy. Been a long time. It's been a long time. It's a changing of the guards. So, uh, I'll give a cre- I'll give credit when credit is due. Shout out to the New York sports teams for, um, getting your shit together. Uh, the, it's not one I would have expected. I love it. Yeah. Then the I'll be a, um, an unbiased sports analyst here is what I'm trying to be. But the That's what we love on the show, the Yankees, the Mets, the the Giants, and the Jets are playing good sports right now. Walks and, like a duck and talks like a duck. This show likes to be uh <laughs> shoot straight here for for all our listeners. I yeah, love it. We love it. I'll give a shout out to the Chiefs too. They look pretty good. Um, they just you know, they just beat up on an LA Chargers team that's really mm-hmm. good. Um, and they're about to go to Indiana and open up a can of whoop ass, hopefully, 
Mm. Um, I know Indi- the last time they played Indi- Indianapolis gave them a gave them a, a hard time, but yep, yeah. What yeah, you got? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with an underwhelming uh, team. It's 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 interesting. Uh, I think the easy low hanging fruit is probably the Colts and mm-hmm. the and the Bengals for sure. Um, but the Ravens um, mm, been very okay. underwhelming so far this year. Um, it's interesting. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson is actually rated one of the best passers right now in the NFL. Um, and he had a, had a God tier game, but man, you dropped, uh, you had two receivers get loose for 190 yards last, last week, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle absolutely took over that game. Um, and what's interesting, uh, the Ravens, a franchise that's been known, uh, for defense. Um, I forgot the stat. I think it's since 2010, there's been six or seven. Um, it may not be, be that far back, um, but 400 yard passing games. And what's, what's interesting is the Ravens have been responsible for allowing half of those, <laughs> um, you know, and you look at the guys they, they've done it against. It hasn't been breeze Rogers, Brady, um, two or two or two, um, Joe Burrow, which, you know, no, no harm there. It's a division game and he's obviously a really, really good quarterback. And then Tua, you know, um, I, I don't know what's going on. I know they've got, again, they're, they're on all these injury lists. Um, I don't know what's going on with the strength and conditioning coaches down there, but um, they've got some significant issues um, and they're starting to rear their ugly head. I mean, that was a huge lead that was just blown. Um, that's rough shape. The, the other one I will say, um, the the Las Vegas Raiders, man. Yeah, what the hell's going on with them? They should think, not have lost that game to the Cardinals. They would be my th- donut of the week. Yeah, you think uh, Devontae's tried to try to get back? Uh, he had his worst statistical game since his rookie year. He had two catches for twelve yards um, on an absolutely loaded offense with a quarterback that supposedly got this great rapport with him. Um, meanwhile, you know, again, he had a huge first week that they still lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Packers uh, offense and receivers actually showed up in week two, uh, albeit against a not great defense, but uh, most of the receivers had a better game than what Devontae Adams had. Um, and, and the Cardinals do not have a good defense by any stretch of the imagination either. Um, and that, that two point conversion that Kyler Murray had uh, what in God's <laughs> name. Um, I, I thought it was funny. There was an analyst uh, that, that said, uh, Watching Kyler Murray, uh, you know, and again, we know he's, he's vertically challenged, but when he takes off and run, it looks like your five-year-old that stole mom and dad's wallet. Exactly. <laughs> the way he's just kind of waddling out there and, and just running for dear life. Um, but what a, what a play um, by him. So yeah, some, some big surprises so far this year. I don't think there was anything that was too crazy, but um, those would be my surprises. One one last thing I'll I'll give you before we we sign off here for the night. Um, sticking with you know our our home area here. I know you don't watch a whole lot of basketball. Um, Detroit fans, you got to be got to be excited for this upcoming season with the Pistons. Um, just went out and got uh, Bogdanovich. You, you got a sharpshooter uh, on the court. They've built the team. You see, they've got ninety seven projected uh, projected ninety seven million dollars of cap space with all the young talent that they have on the roster going in next season, they're going to be able to outbid everybody probably for two max contract players. So uh, again, if they, they finished 
even average this year with all the young talent that they have. Detroit Pistons, you could be looking at a, a, a big time offseason next year. So Detroit get hype. Basketball. <laughs> I'll say this. I don't know much about basketball, but I did see uh Bogdanovich play. Yeah, for Olenek. Yeah. That's a great trade. I'll great say pickup. this. Their GM from I don't know. I filter my NBA thought process through what the internet says about mm-hmm. it. And <laughs> this dude, this GM that they they the the Pistons picked up has had a great draft, a great mm-hmm. free agency. Some of the trades he was making were is like making people's heads spin. Mm-hmm. And um and I've seen Bogdanovich play. Yeah, dude can shoot the lights out. There's no doubt about it. So I'm very curious to see what the Pistons look like this year. They've been trash for the last 20 years almost. Ever, I mean, they won the championship in 04, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then I think they made it back one year in maybe like 06 or 07 and played the Pistons and or it played the Spurs and lost, mm-hmm. I want to say. And ever since then, they've just been hot garbage. So, <laughs> you know... Uh, it's interesting because there's a a changing of the guard too at the Tigers, right? Mm-hmm. And then Stevie Iserman is kind of building the Red Wings from brick by brick from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Are have we closed the chapter on shitty Detroit sports teams? Because the city of Detroit went through like a three year span of time where all four of their major sports teams were the worst mm-hmm. in their respective sports yep. can have we closed the chapter on that era because it's been tough but can't say it for sure but i can tell you on on paper it looks incredibly promising and and you know as soon as next year all all four teams could be uh incredibly competitive uh and vying for championships and and if one of them doesn't bring one one back i'd be i'd be shocked yeah. Um, you know, within the next five years, I would expect there to be a champion in Detroit. Wh- which sport it comes from, don't know yet. Don't know. You know, lo- too soon to tell. It's too soon to tell. But a lot of a lot of really positive uh, things going on in Detroit. So they not- just picked up uh, the the new general manager. Um, they just picked up a a new general manager from the San Francisco Giants, mm-hmm. and the Giants have been a absolute wagon when it comes to drafting and developing talent. Right. Um, and so he's been the giants for the last three years. Um, I'm going to read up on this a little bit. So he, um, he worked for in ba- baseball operations for the Chicago Cubs for seven years under general manager, Theo Epstein, who is one of the baseball wizards. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a 36 year old dude. So he's like, seven years older than me, which is bizarre to think about that. The guy, the president of baseball operations for Detroit is seven years older than me, which is just bizarre. Um, <laughs> you, you got seven years to, to make that come to fruition. My I friend. feel like I'm incredibly underperforming in my <laughs> life. Six. when I hear stuff like that. <laughs> um, so, so basically it's a, it's very optimistic. The, the Tigers manager is, World Series caliber dude. He won a mm-hmm. World Series back in 16 with the, the Houston Astros. Got suspended for the whole, uh, or he got fired for the whole cheating scandal that went mm-hmm. down that he was aware of, but didn't have anything to do with, allegedly. Um, <laughs> and Tigers swooped in, picked him up, and there have been 
good things that he's done, but mm-hmm. the team has just been the roster has been absolute garbage. Like it's yeah. they've they've been trying to make, you know, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit for the last year. So um, they get new leadership in the front office. Hopefully they turn things around. And uh, yeah, we don't cover other sports other than NFL, but this is uh, I think th- like what you said, I think things are looking up for Detroit sports for the first time in quite some time. Absolutely. And with that, let's end the show show. on a positive note. All right. Uh, It's good to to talk to you, and uh, we'll see everybody. You know, make sure um, we've got the Against the Spread uh, contest that's coming up. So make sure that you guys follow the links. Start getting your picks in uh, to the show. We'll we'll talk about them. Uh, We'll we'll laugh at you when we kick your ass. And, of course, we'll we'll certainly eat it when when we don't do so well. So we look forward to... (laughs) getting it out there and sharing that with your friends and and getting surprises out to everybody so make sure you add this to your rotation and uh certainly share it with the people uh uh, around you we appreciate you well thanks for tuning in everybody have a great night